to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength strategy that can help fix the thoughts, feelings, and actions that can hold you back in life. Today, I'm talking about hope. I've heard people say things like, it's okay to be hopeless. But without hope, we really don't have much. That's not to make you feel even worse if you lack hope right now. Instead, it's an acknowledgement of what a dark place it can be and to encourage you to take steps to cultivate hope. Before we talk about how to do that, though, let's talk about what hope really is. When most researchers define hope, they say it requires a belief that you could create a positive outcome. It's different from wishful thinking, like wishing you'd win the lottery. Instead, it involves having the belief that you're capable of achieving a goal or having trust that other people have the ability to help you reach a goal. So while optimism and hope are related, optimism is usually described as thinking about positive outcomes regardless of the role you play. Hope involves having personal involvement in making that good thing happen. Hope isn't just a feeling or a way of thinking, though. It's about taking action. The action might mean taking a step that could help you feel better, like telling a family member that you need help for depression. Telling them means that you're hopeful that they'd stick by you and they might even help you call a doctor or check yourself into a hospital. It might also mean that you're holding out hope that you'll be able to find a solution to a problem down the road, even though you can't quite see your way out of it right now. Hope often becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. When you believe that you have the power to make things better, you're more likely to go out there and try. Of course, some people are just naturally more hopeful than others. It's part of their personality. But the good news is everyone can cultivate hope. It's important to note, though, that what you hope for might change over time. It's not always about hoping that something good will happen. Instead, it might involve hoping that you can handle the outcome regardless of what that outcome is. If you're experiencing some health issues, your initial hope might be that you'll feel better if you see your doctor and take some medicine. But if you learn that your condition is chronic, your new hope might be that you can live a good life with the condition that you have. Studies show hope can be an important factor in living your best life. The more hope you have, the less likely you are to experience depression and anxiety. Hope is also related to higher levels of life satisfaction, better well-being, and better psychological adjustment. Hope is even one of the best predictors of academic achievement. Hope matters more than IQ, personality, and prior academic achievement when it comes to doing well in school. Hope matters in the workplace, too. Hopeful employees are 14% more productive than their counterparts. But of course, right about now, you might be thinking that it's easy to have hope when you aren't battling a mental health issue or when you aren't facing serious problems. How can you possibly have hope when you're about to lose your house, when you're battling an addiction, when you just lost a loved one, when you have a serious medical condition, or you're dealing with some other challenge that you're facing? We all have likely tried to tell ourselves that things are going to work out okay when we didn't actually believe that. And trying to convince yourself might not have had much of an effect. 
Perhaps even worse is when someone else says, oh, I'm sure it will all work out. Don't worry about it. Although comments like that are supposed to instill hope, they don't. Of course, we've all probably done that to someone else, though. We insist that things are going to get better for them because we want them to feel better. But that might backfire. When someone insists you're going to get that job or that your luck is going to change and you feel terrible, hearing those words might make you feel even worse. Your brain will go into overdrive thinking about all the reasons why you lack the resources that you need to succeed. And since your gloomy vision for the future doesn't line up with what the other person's positive predictions are, you'll be left trying to decide whether you're wrong or your friend is wrong. So just telling yourself to be more hopeful does not work. Listening to someone else tell you to have hope probably won't work either. But guess what? Telling someone else to have hope will actually make you more hopeful. The person who says, hey, good things are going to happen to someone else, gains a bit of hope for themselves. Studies show that it benefits the speaker, but not the listener. So although you might look like you're out there trying to instill hope in other people, spreading a hopeful message to someone else might actually benefit you even more. But that's not my favorite strategy for gaining hope since it doesn't help the other person. My favorite strategy for cultivating hope involves gratitude. But before I tell you about the research, let's talk about the difference between gratitude and hope. Gratitude is about being thankful for something that happened in the past or someone who's involved in your life. Being hopeful is about looking toward the future. But a study about gratitude actually uncovered something really cool about hope. In 2018, researchers were conducting a study on gratitude. Coincidentally, the researchers were located in Holland, Michigan at Hope College. That's actually the real name of the college. But researchers asked the participants to spend a few minutes writing about a time from the past when they felt hopeful something good would happen and how grateful they were when that thing happened. They identified the people they felt gratitude toward as well. After this quick writing exercise participants felt significantly happier and more hopeful about the future. It was a quick and easy way to cultivate hope. Think for a minute about something that you're struggling to feel hopeful about in the future. Maybe a career, a relationship, your health, your financial situation, or anything else. Now, think about a time in the past when you were hopeful about something similar and it worked out in the end. In fact, you might pause the podcast right now and do this as a writing exercise since we know that writing things down is a powerful piece of the study. Or commit to doing this later when you're able to sit and write or type. Include what you were hoping would happen, how grateful you feel about a positive outcome, and the people you feel gratitude toward. Just that quick 10-minute exercise can help you feel more hopeful about the future. And remember, when you have more hope, the more likely you are to take the action that you need to get a positive outcome, and that can greatly improve your mental health. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.